0: do you think your childhood had anything to do with being able to be oh for sure okay for sure childhood but i also had a supervisor there and they had a saying that was hungry humble smart and that was their their motto everybody was hungry humble smart maybe a little racist a little sexist but they were hungry humble and smart Mm. and that stuck with me because when there was times where we couldn't get a load covered, and our customer was like, "Hey, I don't care what you do. If you lose this, you lose a million dollar contract. Right. Get it moved." Right. We were all there, you know, eight nine o'clock at night. Yeah, you know, we were always constantly working, and that's where the humble comes in. Because mm. if you, a lot of people getting into the industry like for the first time, they don't realize there's some like some real life humility. There's some days where if we have staff out or someone that can't handle something, I'm posting content. I'm calling, dispatching drivers. I'm, you know, I'm filling in for whatever. And that's that humble part that I learned there. Right, right, right. It, was, it was tough. It was tough. Mm, but. At any point, did you get overwhelmed? Or were you ever re- re- ready to quit? Oh yes. A lot. A and, lot. And how did you keep going? The money. I looked at my commission paychecks. I would print them and put them in my drawer. So when I wanted to quit, I'd pull out that commission check. And even after they took 35... 30%, 32%, the government got theirs. <laughs> I'd look and I'd be like, okay, right, right keep right. going. And what type of money were you making back then? So monthly commissions were anywhere from four to $8,000. And that was good for me yeah. starting off because I was new in the industry. Yeah. I didn't even realize it could get better. Right, 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 right. And, uh, and then we would get yearly bonuses. So if we hit our KPIs for the year, everyone would get paid out per team uh, at the beginning of the year. And that was like closer to like $10,000 and up. So, depending on the year. So, to me, yeah. going from, you know, not ha- like just making all right money to like making good money and a salary plus getting commission. Right. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this. No doubt. Entrepreneurship never crossed my mind at that time, though. Okay. So, it didn't. When does entrepreneurship start to cross your mind? So, my son got diagnosed with epilepsy and I had to keep taking him to the doctor. And they were like, Oh, you got another excuse. Oh, your child's sick again. It was, and you know, it snows up there. So, between school being closed for snowstorms and taking him to the doctor, like, you're missing a lot of work. You're doing, and I was like, if I was working for myself, I wouldn't have to deal with this. It's because I'm working for someone else. And so, that's the first. That's the real live moment. I've always had like a you know a hustle to me, so I was like you know selling vacuums or selling Mary Kay right, or right, selling right, it right, works. But right, right. Um, the actual like being a business owner, running a business, a, a legitimate business crossed my mind. I said, I wish I had the freedom. I wish I could do this job and have the freedom. Right. So my son um, was hospitalized and we were going through a lot trying to get his medication right, and they were like. Take some time off so i took some time off and um the time extended and they were like hey we're not gonna hold your job for you mm. and so they let me go and i was like man i'm just out here trying to figure things out so i started consulting okay and i realized that those same problem solving skills and negotiating skills i could use to help other small business owners how'd you how'd you uh I guess, realize that consulting was actually a thing? Like, how did you know that that was something so, that you could do? I actually was thrusted into it. People were like, Shay, use the work here. Help me. Okay. Help me with this. Help me with this. And sometimes I didn't even know how to help them, right. but I could find somebody for them that could. Okay. And that's when I was like, okay, I can do this. Um, my husband and I were like, let's move to Georgia. We were just wanting something different. We're wanting to, you know, they always say that Georgia is like... Black Hollywood. Right. Wakanda. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. (laughs) Everyone up North, you know, they're like, and it felt good. Right. That was the first time that I came down South and I was like, I was going places and everyone was Black. Right. And I was like, and they weren't poor because up up North, you know how it is. That's the key. The the Black people that I knew from up North were either... Very affluent, where they weren't even, they didn't even want to talk to a peasant like me. (laughs) Right? Right. (laughs) Or they lived in Camden and they were just trying to make it up out of Camden. Right. right. So, you know, I didn't get to see a lot of affluent black people in Jersey. Um, It was just all like middle class. So coming here, I was like, wow. And every person I talked to, I'd be like, what do you do? And they'd be like, I'm an entrepreneur. Right. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm like, no. What exactly do you do? (laughs) Oh, real estate, investing, and logistics. Right. And I was like, I'm not going into logistics. Mm. So um, when COVID happened, you know, we had met some people from our church, our business partners now. Okay. um, But then we didn't know that they would be our business partners and they owned a transportation company. And so they were doing airport shuttles, um, school shuttles, everything. Um, basically transporting essential people, essential places, right? Okay, okay. And COVID happened and they couldn't transport people anymore. Everything was shut down. And um, because I had kind of formed a consultant relationship with them, they were like, let's do something new. And I was like, well, we could always open a brokerage. Although I said I would never go back into logistics, I saw the opportunity. Right. So my business partner, Tisa and myself, we sat for for a few months actually and really just started writing down what that looked like. We were doing research because again, I had worked as a broker agent, but I had never ever ran a business at that magnitude because a brokerage is not a small business if not if you're going to do it right. Right. It's not a small investment. Right. And because they had that business acumen from being in business for a while, we're like this is an awesome partnership. Mm. Um so the two of us really really spent a lot of time researching. The number one question I get is from people is, well, how did you start your brokerage? Right. And what did you do? Right. And I researched. The two of us, we would sit for hours. We would read every industry article we could because we really wanted to figure out what was gonna set us apart. Mm. What was gonna make us different, right? There's, here in Atlanta, there's a lot of transportation companies. I didn't even realize how many until I like, actually started the business. And I was like, wow, right, right, there's right. a lot. Right. But not a lot of them are profitable. Right. And there's a lot of woman-owned businesses, but only 1% gets over over a million dollars. Mm. And so that was enough for me to be like, I, I want to do this differently. Gotcha. Because I'm going to defy the odds. I'm going to be that black woman-owned business that gets over a million dollars. But gotcha. I knew that foundation was the most important part to it. mm awesome so what are the things that you guys did to stand out okay so what we did is first of all we we picked what our equipment focus was going to be i came from a reefer background cold storage i didn't like it i didn't like reefers i didn't like dealing with reefers so i said from the gate off the list i don't want to do any reefers now we do reefers every now and again but it's not our core um like core industry yeah right so um We started talking about the things that we enjoyed, the things that we were knowledgeable in. We realized that there was family that we had in um, the aerospace industry or avionics. And we noticed that as we started going to different um, virtual events to learn more about these industries, there was no black women there. So we saw the opportunity. And of course, right now, because of Black Lives Matter, it's like the fad to do business with right. women and right. and black women so right. we were like let's go into a space where not a lot of people look like us yeah and we realized that not a lot of people are in that space because the the cargo is high value so it's really expensive which means your insurance is you know you're talking in the millions range you're talking about a small crate that's legal sized on a flatbed being a thrust reverser being worth Hundreds of thousands of dollars, right. only two thousand pounds, but you know you're talking about four hundred thousand dollars for a part. Right, you know that's that's why there's not a lot of us in that space because the barriers to entry are really high. Mm. Yep. So you basically you found your niche first, right? That's the first thing we did, and you said it's an aerospace. Yes, that's we said like aerospace. really different. And you know what's crazy? We. Um, We had other people tell us not to do aerospace they're like no go with retail go with dry food because those are the that's the easiest way so we tried that a little we mixed that a little bit in in the beginning and we were like no aerospace right um we filed our business license in june we had our grand opening in october of last year we got our first customer that monday our Mm. grand opening was on friday we got our first customer that monday and it was an aerospace company how Um, they saw a post that we did, we positioned ourselves. So I made sure everything I posted about was aerospace. I posted, I wanna do business with aerospace. I shared, we joined aviation groups, we joined um, avionics groups. We just immersed ourselves in that industry. You get noticed when you do that. Gotcha. That's the first thing I tell people, you need something that's gonna make you completely different than your competitor. Right, right. Because they'll follow after you, but it'll never be the same as how you do it.